Welcome to the School of Splice. I'm Alan. And I'm Rishad. And in this series, we want to help you build a viable media business. And one of the best ways to do that is by learning from others. Over the past few months, several entrepreneurs have been working with mentors as part of the School of Splice to develop their startups. And in this season, we're going to dive into some of the key issues that these founders have faced on their journey to building a successful media organization. When you're looking to start a new business, sometimes the best ideas come from your own personal experiences. You see a problem and create a solution, and that was the case for today's founder. My background, actually, I'm still consultant between French and Indonesia. So I live between France and Indonesia, actually. So I help, actually, the French companies who want to invest or to develop their business, their partnership in Indonesia since 2017. This is Annalise Putri, an entrepreneur and consultant who is building a media intelligence company that connects businesses around the world with opportunities in Indonesia. So my idea is um, because I, I because I accompanied them to Indonesia, and I found that they lack lots of information actually about Indonesia. So they know there's huge potential in Indonesian market for their business, but they lack information. The problem Anlis noticed was that foreign companies didn't know that much about the Indonesian market other than what they could read in English-language newspapers. So in late 2019, Anli set out to create a solution. So that's why this idea came from, to create Indonesia Business Post. So Indonesia Business Post is really targeted for my audience, which is foreign companies and foreign investors who want to develop their business in Indonesia and um, provide them with data, information and services they they actually uh, really need it, actually. So when Annalise joined the School of Splice program, she had already made some progress, including getting a prototype built and tested. But the challenge that Annalise wanted to solve was getting the Indonesia Business Post launched ahead of the G20 conference in late 2022. I already legalized all the, uh, the company and I already have uh, someone on board uh, that invest in me so I have this um, I mean responsibility to launch the media and since as well in Indonesia in uh, 2022 uh, will be the president of G20 conference so uh, yeah so all our potential clients is there so we really like to get launched as soon as possible I mean in January for example 2022 Right, so when you start a new business, it's easy to get lost in all the ambition of what you're trying to create. But often, being focused is really the best thing you can do. Most startups fail, so you need to give yourself the best opportunity to succeed. A new media company, especially with a small team, doesn't have the luxury of covering every single topic. That's right. So if you spread yourself too thin in the early days, you're going to find it difficult to see success. And this is where we want to bring in Ross Settles, who is mentoring Annalise through the School of Splice. Ross teaches media entrepreneurship and innovation at the University of Hong Kong. He's also an advisor and investor to media startups. Ross had some key questions for Annalise that are important to think about before you launch. 
one question is when you did the research before, did you did you see any like if you had to say, I'm going to start with luxury good makers first, or I'm going to start giving your background in renewable energy that the yeah. first we call it the keystone. Think about it as you're going to build an arc, but to build an arc, you have to put the first stone in place. So what would be the first industry you want to be successful with? Or, so that's what we would call a up and down, a vertical strategy where you start with one and then you build out. Or you could do something that's horizontal. So like labor regulations or government regulations. So any thought have you given in your research or in your own thinking or your own experience is there a way to start with one or a handful of industries to start especially given this launch uh, event the G20 or is there something you would rather that you think makes more sense horizontally but having some focus it makes the prototype easier to build but it also makes it more useful for much easier to find with people uh, we have several rubric and it's um, like you said it's more horizontal view so uh, we have this um, we have this um, section for legal for regulation we have also another section for um, market intelligence data and we have also another section for profile like all uh, like uh, business leaders government the profile of business government mm -hmm. leaders in indonesia we also have analysis about uh, several sectors so this um, in this rubric actually that will a kind of tricky because um, in this rubric I have to start with what you say um, like narrow it down to like yeah. one or two sectors and um, I have my choices of sectors which is infrastructure and renewable energy because lots of uh, foreign companies would love to invest in, in these uh, two sectors and also right. because there are much more data actually about these two sectors Anlis had a clear vision and focus for what the Indonesia Business Post should be. But the problem she faced was a lack of resources to hire the staff needed to make it successful. And for this reason, Anlis wanted to start raising some money. So many startup founders will inevitably decide to raise money. And there's a bunch of key questions you need to ask yourself before you do. Your goal as a founder is to build a successful business, not to raise capital. There have been plenty of large media companies that raise millions, even hundreds of millions, only to see their businesses struggle under the pressure that comes with investment. I mean, think of BuzzFeed, HuffPost, even Vox. Raising money won't solve the core problems you have with your business, but it can allow you to do more. So you need to ask yourself whether you actually need to raise money. Is it the right time for your company? And if you do have to raise money, how will you use that money to grow? Media companies often struggle to raise money from venture firms because they don't scale the same way as technology businesses. Investors are often looking for big exits and rapid growth, and this might not be the right strategy for your company. The other consideration to make is that the earlier you raise money, the more equity you'll have to give away. So before you decide to take an investment, look for funding grants or accelerator programs in your local market. These can help you get your idea off the ground with minimal risk to you. Here's Ross Settles again. Raising your first money, two big problems I see a lot. One is always assuming you have to get an investment, so you have to sell a piece of your company. There are lots of ways to raise money that don't involve equity. Two 
is basing either too much or too little. So have a plan for how much you're going to use, what you're going to achieve with it, and then stick to that number. Some people will try to give you more. Some people will tell you that you need less. Have a sense of what you want to do and then fundraise for that. Another point to consider is whether you have people giving you advice on how to run the company. An advisory board can be one of the best ways to get feedback on the plans you have for your business. And it can signal to investors that you have the support needed to make the most of their investment. Most important thing for a new media startup who's getting ready to fundraise is be sure you've formed a board of directors or a board of advisors. You'll need people who can help you navigate the law, the taxes, and the finance implications of your uh, fundraising. The other consideration is how you will pitch investors. You'll need a solid pitch deck that outlines what your business will do with the money you're seeking. You need to state the problem that exists and how your company will solve it. You also need to show off your traction. You tell investors what you've already done, show them your plans for the future, make sure you include metrics and numbers that show your progress. There's a great resource from Y Combinator, the most successful startup accelerator in the world on how to build a great pitch deck. We'll include that in the show notes for this episode. But at its core, a pitch deck needs around 10 slides. You don't want to overwhelm potential investors. If they like the pitch, then you'll have the opportunity to provide them with all the details that they need as part of due diligence. Once you get that meeting with an investor, they'll probably ask you how much you're planning to raise and at what valuation. Are you raising $100,000? Are you raising a million dollars? Huge difference. And once you take on that investment, what is your company going to be valued at? This question directly relates to how much equity you give away. The goal is to give away as little equity as possible in the early days because you want to keep equity to give away at later stages of the business. So how do you decide how much equity to give away and how do you determine what your business is worth? And I wish I could tell you that there is a magic formula and you just plug in what you've done and you plug in what your audience size is and magically outdrops the valuation of your company. But in fact, there's no magic formula. It's a lot of art and a little bit of calculus and a little bit of research and a lot of negotiation. You need to think of a couple of things. How much money do you actually need to raise? What money have you raised in the past? So do you have an existing market valuation for the company? How much money do you want to raise? What do you plan to achieve with the money you've raised? And then lastly, how much uh, of your company's shares? How much ownership do you want to retain either for yourself as a founder or often to retain in some sort of equity pool for employees that you may want to give 1% or 2% of the shares to a senior editor or a senior business executive or it could be even more than 2%. Um, but so it's, it, there's no perfect uh, formula for this. And it's one of the reasons that having good advisors, good board members, especially at the startup stage is really important so that you know how to, to calibrate how much money you're raising, how much you want to say your company is worth, and how often you want to raise money. And raising money can take a lot of time and energy for a founder. So you want to make sure you raise enough. To figure out how much you need, write out all the costs your business will have to meet your strategy. How much will it cost you to hire the staff? What will you need to cover the equipment you use or the costs of your website? What are you going to spend on advertising, marketing? What about onboarding costs for employees? And then how much runway do you need? 
make sure the costs match with the ambition of the business you're trying to build. Because if you don't raise enough, you might find yourself running out of capital way before you hit your goals. I just want to highlight an exchange between Annalise and Ross as they try to work out how much money she needs to raise. Going into School of Splice, Annalise really wanted to hire an editor for Indonesia Business Post. This would add credibility and provide a full-time resource to work on content for the website. We already planned actually before before School of Splice to raise about a minimum of 100000 Yeah. So I can really have like, you know, proper editorial in chief, etc. in heaven. If I can raise above that, it, it, it can be wonderful as well. So one of the things I would put down on a piece of paper mm-hmm. is, you know, the editor in chief salary. Yeah. What is that? You know, what is it? Put it down on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Then one or two of the interns that you turn them into regular full-time employees. What is that salary? However many you think it is. You probably want somebody who is a digital production person, somebody who's taking the stories and putting them online, pushing them, them out to Facebook or whatever social media you're using. Yeah, yeah. What is that? S- some C- SEO. Some SEO, yeah. social media, whatever. And then you probably want, at the prices that you're talking about, you probably want a salesperson, right? Somebody that's working to constantly, so you've talked to machine, you've done the background. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to take that process mm-hmm. of doing the background work, understanding their business in Indonesia, understanding what you, kinds of data you think would be important to them, and then going and visiting them almost with a little, let me tell you what I think your needs are. And help me understand what, what we can do for you. Okay, okay. You need that. So that's, a per, that's another person. But I'd make a list of who those people are. And then I would kind of put out a calendar from month zero to say okay. month 12. Okay. When would they be hired? Mm-hmm. Right? So what's their monthly salary? When would? And then tell me what the year looks like. How much money is a year's worth of salaries? Yeah. That's probably what you're raising. My bet yeah. is it's more than $100,000. And once you start writing everything down, you'll start noticing the true costs of scaling that business. So you don't want to be pulling a number out of thin air. Be methodical. Calculate what you actually need. Every startup is different. Just because you create a great pitch deck and you have formulated a good ask doesn't mean you're going to get an investor right away. Some of the biggest companies were knocked back by dozens of investors before someone decided to put in money. Raising money is a numbers game. The more conversations you have, the better chance you get of a successful pitch. But make sure you learn from every conversation and adapt your pitch and deck accordingly. We don't want this to sound like a walk in the park, right? Raising money takes a lot of time and it can be really hard work as a media entrepreneur. So if you're finding it difficult to raise money, don't be afraid to think outside the box. You don't always have to give away equity. Maybe there's another solution that could work for your company. Maybe you would be better off trying crowdfunding or maybe even a royalty model. Here's Ross again. One place to look for models is Hollywood, right? Uh, most movies these days require millions, if not tens of millions or even hundreds of millions of dollars to produce. But Marvel Comics doesn't sell shares on launching a movie. What they will often do is sell what's called a royalty, right? So that this allows a funder to put money in against future revenues 
to a certain point at which then the royalties end. Uh, it's called royalty-based financing or revenue-based financing. It's very common in the game business. It's very common in the, in the movie business. Not very common in the media business. While we all want to believe that we're creating the next Google, Facebook, or Amazon, the truth is we're probably not going to reach that level. And that's okay. It's perfectly fine to have a small but profitable media company. There's no exact science on how to raise money. And as Frost says, you need to talk about this process with your advisory team or your board so that you can get advice specifically for your company from people who've been there before. They have a lot of good people to talk to about it. Uh, and it also varies a little bit by the region uh, where there's a lot of venture activity. It's easy to raise a lot of funds frequently. So maybe every six months you fundraise. In a market where there's not a lot of venture activity, you may only get the chance to raise funds once every 18 months or 24 months. So you have to raise bigger amounts, which means you have to give away more shares of your company. So a little bit of magic, a little bit of art, a lot of discussion and a lot of negotiation. Thank you for listening to The School of Splice. This episode was hosted by me, Alan Soon, and my co-founder, Rishad Patel. Production by the team at Lawson Media. If you want to learn more about raising money, we've put some useful resources in the episode show notes. You can find all the other episodes on the website schoolofsplice.com. 